This morning, I want to look at a Christmas word with you. We'll be looking at some Christmas words in the next three messages. And the message this morning focuses in on the Christmas word Messiah. Messiah is, of course, a Christmas word. The word means the anointed one. Messiah means the anointed one. And when we see anointing in a culture, it is usually the setting apart for a monarch, for a king or for a queen. And of course, Jesus Christ is the ultimate supreme king of kings and lord of lords. And so the term, the name, the label of Messiah is perfectly fitting for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you may ask, and you should, if Messiah means the anointed one, and if the Lord Jesus Christ is the Messiah, then to what is he anointed? Well, I'm going to go through some things, a lot of things, very fast. I will not have time to read the scriptures, but I hope that you will later. So the question is, Jesus Christ is the Messiah. That means he's the anointed one. The question becomes, he is anointed to what? Let's go. He is anointed for being shepherd, Isaiah 40, 11. For being savior, Hosea 1, 7. For being God with us, Emmanuel, Isaiah 7, 14. For being king of kings and lord of lords, Daniel 10, 17. Jesus is anointed Messiah for being the holy one, 1 Samuel 2, 2. For being the Lord of the Sabbath, Genesis 2, 3, for being Lord of all, Romans 10, 11 to 13. Oh, yes, for being the Son of God. Jesus Christ is anointed Messiah for being the only begotten of the Father, John 1, 14 through 18 and 3, verse 16. For being one with the Father, John 12, 45. For equally sending the Holy Spirit along with the Father, John 14, verse 16 for being entitled to equal honor with the Father, John 5, verse 23. Jesus, anointed Messiah for being the equal owner of all things with the Father, John 16, verse 15. For being the equal source of grace with the Father, John 16, verse 15. For being the equal source of grace with the Father, the reference should be 1 Thessalonians 3, 11. For being unsearchable, Matthew eleven twenty seven. For being the supporter and the sustainer of all that he created, Colossians 1, verse 17. Oh, yes, Jesus, anointed Messiah for raising the dead, John 5, 21. For being eternal, without a beginning and without an ending, Micah 5, 2. For being omnipotent. All-powerful, perfectly all-powerful, Psalm 45.3, for being omniscient, being perfectly and totally knowledgeable about everything. Jesus, anointed Messiah for discerning the thoughts of human hearts, John 2.24-25, for being unchanging, Hebrews 1.12 and Hebrews 13.8, for having power to forgive sins, Mark 2, verses 7 and 10. Jesus, anointed Messiah for the giving of pastors to the church of Jesus Christ worldwide. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. For being husband or bridegroom for the church. 
Ephesians 5, 25 to 32. For being the proper object of worship, Acts 7, 59, and for being the proper object of faith, 1 Peter 2, 6, Jesus' anointed Messiah. For being the proper root anchor for believers, Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. For the redemption and for the purification of the church for himself and to himself, Titus 2, verse 14. For saints living to him as God, Galatians 2.19. For being acknowledged by the New Testament apostles, John 20, verse 28. And Jesus' anointed Messiah for being acknowledged by the Old Testament saints, Job 19.25-27. And we could go on. For all eternity, we'll go on. Acknowledging the worth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the fact that he is anointed, the anointed one, the Messiah, praise his name. I want to take you to just one messianic prophecy that the Old Testament prophet Daniel was given 550 years before the first Christmas. So five and a half centuries before the incarnation of Christ, Daniel was given insight into the future by the Spirit of God and told to write. And Daniel gave a strong messianic promise, a promise with specificity, a promise you can't fudge on, a promise that has fully, completely come to pass. And 550 years before Christ was born in Bethlehem, Daniel wrote the scripture that is the following. So you are to know and to discern that from the beginning of a decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah, the prince, there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks it will be built again with plaza and moat, even in times of distress. This is an incredible messianic prophecy that was fulfilled in Jesus. 550 years before Messiah was born to the Virgin Mary, a prediction was made, and this is basically what it was. The astounding prediction that from the time of Artaxerxes' decree, you read of that in Nehemiah 2, verse 5, from the time of Artaxerxes' decree that the Jews had permission to restore and to rebuild a once-leveled Jerusalem, that decree we know from history from Artaxerxes was given on March the 14th, 445 B.C. Daniel prophesied that the Messiah would come 483 years later to be presented as Messiah to the nation of Israel and to the world. And so the prediction in its specificity is remarkable that from the time of Artaxerxes' decree that Jews had permission to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the time of Messiah's presentation to the nation and his triumphal entry the first Palm Sunday that there'd be 69 weeks of years, 69 times seven is 483 years. We should note that the calendar which the Jews used 
at that time at 360 and not 365 days to a year. And when you calculate those 483 360-day years from Artaxerxes' decree, guess what? The Lord Jesus Christ, Messiah, rode into Jerusalem through the Kidron Valley with the largest Jewish cemetery in the world on his left. He rode that descending road into the Kidron Valley on Palm Sunday to the day that Daniel the prophet predicted it would happen. The sixth day of April, A.D. 32. This morning, that tells us we have a Messiah. We have an anointed one. And he is never late. He is never late. Whatever you are contending with, with your marriage or your children or your finances or your retirement or the neighborhood crime around you, whatever you are contending with, know this morning that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed one, and he is never late. You can bank on it. Keep praying. And, of course, this tells us, this prophetic uh, prediction about Messiah's arrival, the first Palm Sunday to Jerusalem and to the Jews, this tells us that a huge part, a necessary part of actually being the Messiah is fulfilling all of the messianic prophecies, and of course, Jesus does. All of the messianic prophecies that Jesus Christ has fulfilled in his first coming And the messianic prophecies which are yet to be fulfilled by Christ will be in his second coming and thereafter. Not one will be left out. Next, I want to look with you at John 1, verse 41. Jesus' public ministry is just beginning in the context here. And we read in John 1, 41, he, that is Andrew, found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. Here, Andrew, bless him, one of the original 12 disciples of our Lord Jesus, made it his priority when he had found the Messiah, he made it his immediate priority to tell his brother Simon, who later was called Peter, is that your burning priority this Christmas season? Having found the Messiah, having been found by Messiah, is it your burning priority that you would tell lost people in your family about him? Here, Andrew told his brother, Simon, the Greek word here for anointed one is messias, Messias. Surprisingly, the word Messiah only occurs twice in the New Testament. Here in John 1, verse 41, with Andrew referencing Jesus being the Messiah to Simon, and then the second time in the New Testament when the word Messiah appears in John chapter 4, verse 25, when a Gentile woman came to a well, and the Lord Jesus Christ ministered to her, 
put his finger lovingly but directly upon her sin when he said, go and find your husband. And then he expressed love and concern for her soul, although she was a Samaritan who Jewish persons believed were half-breeds and therefore substandard to being Jewish, alien to the covenants of Israel, and yet this clearly in his humanity, a Jewish man, Messiah at that well, took time for her, looked into her face, cared about her sin problem. And she said to our Lord, as you may remember, that her people were expecting Messiah. And then in one of the most dramatic Short lines of the Bible, Jesus said, I who speak to you am he. I wonder if she could have been knocked over with a feather. I who speak to you am he. It's very interesting to me that the only two occurrences of the word Messiah in the New Testament are both within an evangelistic context. Andrew, wanting to see his brother Simon be made right with God through faith in Messiah, says, we found the Messiah. That's evangelism. And then this Samaritan woman, in need of salvation and forgiveness of her sins, says to the Messiah who was talking to her face to face, our people expect the Messiah to come. And Jesus said, I who speak to you am he. And then she ran off to the town and she said, I found the Messiah. Both occurrences of this precious term and title for Jesus Christ in the New Testament are slam dunk in the middle and the center of the circumstances of evangelism. Which brings me to a question I've been asking myself all this week and praying about, and I ask you as my brothers and sisters this morning, how can we use the beautiful activities of the Christmas season in December to be evangelistic? Well, you've got listed in your bulletins this morning various things the church is going to present to the glory of God in the month of December. Could you make that your prayer list as to how you could encourage lost people from your school, from your workplace, from your neighborhood, maybe from your family table to get to these opportunities to hear how to be saved? Could you? Would you? We have staff meeting every Tuesday morning. It's a precious time in the Word. We're in the Gospel of Mark together at this time. And we all share a prayer request of a personal nature and a prayer request of a ministry nature. That's what we do each Tuesday morning. And then someone prays for each person. We pray for our neighbor. One of my common prayer requests is that I will have opportunity and take opportunity to share the gospel at least once before our next staff meeting. Let me tell you how God answered that prayer. One of the ways. My wife and I love to swim at Cabbage Beach. We swim about a half a mile together, just a slow pace. 
and we go down to the cove on the east end of Cabbage Beach, and we, after we've swum our half mile, we get out, and sometimes we go shelling on the cove, the next cove, east of the Cabbage Beach. Well, this one day, we had swum our half mile, and we got up on the beach, and we're about to cross the sand spit between the one cove to the other to shell, and we see an orange. So we looked around, and there was nobody near this orange, and being as we're kind of frugal, I looked around. I didn't see the owner of the orange, so I took the orange. And I'm walking down that next cove looking for seashells holding an orange. And this gentleman starts walking to more me. And I thought, maybe this guy's orange. I have his orange. So he said, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I said, would this be your orange? It's part of me. <laughs> would this be your orange? Oh, no, sir, it's not my orange. I said, well, I asked because I wouldn't want to steal someone's orange. After all, I'm a pastor. And from that, we got into a gospel conversation for about 20 minutes. An orange. God can use your Christmas celebrations, your Christmas traditions, the things that you enjoy to do in Nassau, our family island. God can use everything as an opportunity to share your faith. The question becomes, will we? Will we? The angels, we talked about the angels in 1 Peter not too long ago, longingly looking into our salvation. Guess what? Angels don't share the gospel. They might be used of God to help the gospel be shared. But human beings redeemed by the blood of the Lamb who look to Messiah, the anointed one, we get to share the gospel. Will we? I hope so. The anointed one, the Messiah... As I've said, remarkably, the term Messiah only appears twice in the New Testament, both in an evangelism context. But there is another term that's related, a kissing cousin of the term Messiah, which is the, the term the Christ, not a Christ, the Christ. It's a more Gentile term, an equivalent Gentile term for Messiah. And that the Christ term appears 570 times in the New Testament. So what we're seeing today is that fundamentally, the word Messiah, the anointed one, is a Christmas word. Because the incarnation to give us the first Christmas was expressly to bring the anointed Messiah to the human race in humanity so that he could dress our human need of reconciliation to God because of our sins. Of course, we know from Scripture that the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ was miraculously unique. And in the early to mid-20th century in the West, liberal, miracle-denying, miracle-denying liberal so-called Christians in pulpits and in seminaries, the first attack they made on the miraculous as recorded in the Bible was the virgin birth. Since then, they have attacked all other forms of the miraculous. 
But they started with the virgin birth, denying it. I think it's very important for us to note that in both the Old and the New Testaments, it's always the Messiah, not a Messiah. The definite article, the, says it's one Messiah, the Messiah. So when you're at your Christmas party and there's a dish of chocolates being passed around wrapped in red and green foil, you don't take a chocolate. You identify the one chocolate you want, the chocolate. There is one Messiah, the Messiah, the anointed one, and not many. There's one. This whole matter of spiritual testing with respect to saving faith or lack of saving faith, this whole test from heaven is not a multiple choice test that you can select between a number of viable messiahs. No, and this test from heaven as to whether you get a test from heaven as to whether you get into heaven is not either a fill in the blank test that you can just fill in the name you want to have as messiah. No, the test from heaven with respect to being born again and therefore given heaven as a grace gift is a true and false test. The Bible presents the Messiah as the Lord Jesus Christ in both the Old and the New Testaments, and then he asks everyone, do you believe that the assertion that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Messiah is a true assertion or a false assertion? The vast majority of us gathered this morning have been given grace by God to say, it's true. <laughs> I'm banking my eternity on it. But if you would be here this morning and you haven't made that assertion, when God has screamed in love to you that the anointed one, the only anointed one, is his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you in your honesty of heart say, I've never affirmed that to be true. Would this be the day for you to do that? I pray that it is. That you acknowledge your personal sin, your inability to clean yourself up and to fly straight, and that you would run to the refuge of the cross and the Savior who hung and bled and died there that this table reminds us of. When we talk about this fact that there's only one and only anointed one, his name being Jesus, you do realize perhaps that since Jesus' time on earth, at least 64 different Jewish men have claimed to be the Messiah. Since Jesus ministered on earth, 64 different Jewish men have made the bogus claim that they are the anointed one. Noted Jewish Christian scholar Dr. Charles Feinberg has documented this. The promise to the virgin named Mary was for the one and only child who would bring eternity past and God's will and deliverance from the present and God the king and kingdom's future to the likes of us. Now in closing, what we should expect of the world's only Messiah is a lot, and he'll deliver on everything. But I close with 
one particular thing that we can look to him to do. And that is that he will come again to earth. We say again, the unconverted Jew this morning says, come back to earth, not again. But we, with the grace of God, the Holy Spirit of God's illumination, a completed Bible as we study the Old and the New Testaments, we have come to assert that he has come the first time and he will come the second time. Marv Rosenthal has written a poem that is a classic for Christmas. It's called Mary Had the Little Lamb. Mary had the little lamb who lived before his birth, self-existent son of God, from heaven he came to earth. Mary had the little lamb, see him in yonder stall, virgin-born son of God to save man from the fall. Mary had the little lamb, obedient son of God. Everywhere the father led, his feet were sure to trod. Mary had the little lamb crucified on the tree. The rejected son of God, he died to set men free. Mary had the little lamb. Men placed him in the grave. Thinking they were done with him to death, he was no slave. Mary had the little lamb ascended, now is he. All work on earth is ended, our advocate to be. Mary had the little lamb, mystery to behold. From the lamb of Calvary, a lion will unfold. When the day star comes again, of this be very sure, it won't be lamb-like silence, but with a lion's roar. Mary had the little lamb, and he's coming again. He came the first time as a lamb for sinners slain. He will come the second time as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Christmas carols and hymns mean so much to me and to you. Angels from the realms of glory. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Thank God for our Messiah. And thank God that Messiah is a Christmas word. Lord, we pause in wonder, love, and praise to consider the magnanimous, humongous work that the Godhead has done to make a way to the cross. And having made a way to the cross to make a way for believers to heaven, oh God, help us to share our faith, to share the hope that lies within us, to say and to mean of Jesus that he is our Messiah, he is our anointed one, he is our King of kings and our Lord of lords, and so we are compelled to gladly obey him. 
Make us to be an obedient bride and body. For we ask this in Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake, amen.